Good evening, campers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. I'm just saying, if you were both on an airplane, would you have sex with Holly? It is episode two of Killer Camp. And uh, one thing that I wanted to make sure I brought up, because I I found it funny and I couldn't remember if I said it on mic last week. Mm Mm-hmm was in episode three, which is the last episode we covered in uh, the first episode of our Killer Camp duo. Yes. Bobby says to Rosie, uh, I hope you are the killer and also get murdered somehow. Yes. Which is exactly what happens to Rob. Yeah. Um, I realized that after we stopped recording, I was like, I don't remember if I said that on mic. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I did. Rob is in fact the killer and then gets murdered. Yes. Somehow. Somehow. So we are doing... Uh, 2019's Killer Camp. It aired in 2020 in the U.S. Yes. It was a U.K. production that was licensed out by the CW. Mm-hmm. This is a slight rule breaker. Yes. Because this has been confirmed for Th- season two. This is an absolute rule breaker. <laughs> I'm going to make some arguments at the end of this. Okay. I, well, there will be arguments. Get excited for arguments. But and- before we argue, we pour one out. Yes. Let's pour one out. Noah and I have collabed on our drinks. Yes. This, uh, we have a bit of a, a before and after here. Yes. I have what I'm calling uh, Rosie's Hot Tub, which is a spoiler for later in this episode. But deal. Uh, it is a uh, electric lemonade. So it is a uh, lemon lime seltzer base with blue curacao. Yeah, I know. Make your jokes. I always use blue curacao. Uh, some vodka. And some actual lemon juice in here to make it... uh, Actually lemony? Actually a lemonade. How is Uh, it? Not great. No? Uh, Well, here's the thing. Lemonade usually has like a bunch of sugar in it. Nothing you put in there has sugar. Nothing. I I was like, ah, keep it healthy. I'll just put in seltzer. So it's real sour. Mmm. Yeah. It's like sucking on a blue lemon. I want to try it. All right. I'm gonna hate it. I didn't. I didn't tell her to try it. I. It's not bad. It's not great. <laughs> I actually like it. I think it's. Uh, I knocked it out of the park last week. But with I think an I know amazing why. Amazing drink. I think I know why I like yours. Why? Because I had a sip of mine first. Oh yeah, tell me about yours. Mine's the after. Uh, it is Rosie's hot tub. The aftermath kind of has some of the themes from last week's cocktail in that it is another frozen watermelon juice-based drink. Yes. With watermelon vodka. Mm-hmm. This one also has frozen strawberries to get that, like, nice frozen cocktail. It also looks a little gory. Mm-hmm. And it also has a little bit of uh, banana rum in it because the show went bananas. It did go It does bananas. go a little off the rails. But mine's also topped with pink sugar. Yes. So that might be why I liked yours after having a sip of mine. Mine's very good. Sip here. Mine is something you, you could get on a cruise ship. Like, mine's very good. It is. It is very good. So now let's jump into this. Mm. This is right after... If you didn't listen to our last week's episode, let me catch you up. Listen to last week's episode. Yeah. 
Uh, but in any case, uh, we've discovered that Rob is the killer. Mm-hmm. He was then killed by the trapper. Uh, and then we discover that there has been a second killer all along. Mm-hmm. Now, in this episode, they do say specifically there's been a, another killer all this time. Either killer or either clue could be for either killer. Mm-hmm. So apparently whoever this second killer is, they've already received clues for. Yes. So they're trying to eliminate the ones that were for Rob and then figure out which ones were for this new killer. Right. And as they are explaining all this... So the trapper comes out, and once again, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we call the uh, handyman the trapper. Bruce the handyman, we've just started calling the trapper, because he looks exactly like the trapper from Dead by Daylight. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're big Sam and Asian fans. Yes. And I just kind of end up... We want to give free promotion to Samimations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I have a note here. Good use of the word penultimate. Yes. Because they call it the penultimate episode. Yes. Uh, so they run away and nothing happens. Whenever the trapper attacks, nothing happens. It's just a thing that happens. We then go to our first money game of yes. uh, episode four. So our fourth money game. And this is the classic... Fear factor based challenge. I I wrote this as this is an impossible task. The campmates have to work out what's inside their box and match it to a letter on the board. They will receive $300 for every correct letter. These letters will then form an anagram. They'll get a bonus $900 if they guess it correctly. Oh, this is an impossible task. Because if they did this, they get $3,000. If they fail, the killer gets $3,000. And the killer is playing and can sabotage this. Yes. So all that has to happen is the killer gets the wrong letter, and now they don't have all the letters for the word. Now, I also want to say, before we start talking about this episode like in depth, at this time, you are all in on Rosie as the killer. Yes, I'm still in Camp Rosie. And I am all in on Sean as the killer. Yes, so I wanted to say that before we start getting into, like, the gameplay. Yes. So the variation of what's in it, some of them are rubber toys, some yes. of them are animals. Nothing's, like, actually dangerous. I mean, Holly does get cockroaches, which is a bit rough. But no- nothing's dangerous. Yeah, it's not full of, like, scorpions. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Some of them are gross. Yeah, but it's a thing you could be afraid of. Yes. Uh, it, let's see if memory serves me right on this one. Holly has cockroaches. Yes. Uh, Eleanor has a toy snake. Toy spider. Toy spider. Uh, I believe Carl has mice. He does. Uh, then Sean... I forget what Sean has. Sean has, I believe, something easy. Do you remember? She's a toad. She's a toad. That's right. That's not the easiest thing. Uh, and uh, I remember Sam was really freaked out by his as well. Yeah, he had worms. He had worms. And Rosie had a toy snake. She had the toy snake. Okay. So you you definitely know at least that it's one of the 26 things on the board. Yes. And you can kind of feel a little bit better that you see like cobras is not on the board. So you know it's not going to be cobras. Yeah. Uh, like, there's nothing that's going to kill you. Throughout it, uh, Sam has a really difficult time figuring his out. Yes. Rosie figures out Sam's. And Oh, yes. And it's, then gets his on the board. 
Because I believe, I write Sam as sus here because it's very sus that Sam can't figure out his worms. Yeah, like Holly nails hers. Eleanor is also, Eleanor and Sean are a little like terrified and a little reticent to touch theirs. Yes. But Sean solves the anagram. Yes. She's the one who yells out monster. Mm -hmm. So she gets the successful yeah, I want to just real quick touch on the difference between this show and The Mole. Mm-hmm. In The Mole, it is beneficial to you at times to make people think you are The Mole. Because the way The Mole works is that everyone's working together to raise to make money. Yeah. But The Mole is in there trying to stop you from making money. And at the end, you take a quiz on who you think The Mole is. And if you do the worst, you're gone. So if you can trick people into think it's you... They'll get a lower score than you and they'll get kicked out. Mm -hmm. That's not what you want here at Killer Camp. At Killer Camp, you don't want anyone to think you're the killer because you could get voted out. Right. Uh, So it's a little bit harder to sabotage games in this one because the mole could always write off screwing something up as pretending to be the mole. Yeah. In this, like anything that you do that's like clearly incorrect... Makes you sus. Yeah. Like, so they're going through this, and now the campers are successful. They've won the full 3,000. Yes. And then we get the, like, talking interludes. Yeah, I can't believe they were successful. I legitimately thought this was an impossible game. And yeah, I, I know. I can't they, believe that they did this. They totally hit it. Um, they, they totally nail it. And next we get what I call the dweeb tent. This, like, purple tent that nobody ever goes in that's, like, a piece of set. It's clearly, like, one of the predisposed locations to hang out and talk. Yes. And it's Sean and Carl, and she finally stops, like, fighting off that she likes him, admits her feelings, and they finally kiss. Mm-hmm. I have a note. Here comes the trapper. <laughs> because I thought it'd be funny if the trapper showed up. Yeah. My next note. Oh, wait, OMG, here he is. Because he does show up. He does up. show up at that moment, yeah. And I, I thought that was funny. They, it's clearly there to, like, take them off their game. Yeah. Because the Trapper doesn't actually ever do anything to anybody no. outside of, like, a controlled environment. Yeah, out, outside of the, you know, elimination kills. Yeah. And Eleanor and Holly both feel really betrayed because they were both very close to Rob. Yeah. And they make an immunity pact. Yes. Because, again, they don't want to use the word alliance. Mm -hmm. Because you can only have two people, essentially. In an immunity pact, yeah. So, Eleanor and Holly make a pact. Uh, Rosie and Jax turn up, and Rosie discusses how she feels really vulnerable. They're talking on the docks, and they're drinking out of the infamous red Solo Cups. And because she's the only one who didn't vote for Rob as the killer, she voted for Sam, she feels vulnerable. Right. Sam swims out to them. And that's when I go, oh my God, he's swimming with the mic pack on. Yeah. Because, like, I'm so used to that not being an option. I mean, clearly, like, they're waterproof mic packs. Yeah. In Rock of Love, they're in the hot tub with mic packs. But I've never, like, seen someone jump into water wearing one. Mm-hmm. And the theater in you was like, no, expensive. Oh, no, I was more worried about, like, no, you die. Why would you die? An electrocution? I don't know. Oh, I mean, they're they're all batteries. Yeah, true. <laughs> I also think of um, in Escape the Night, 
when Lele Pons jumps in the water. Yeah. And she takes off her mic to do it. Right, right. So I, I was thinking, like, I remembered her doing that. Mm-hmm. And so my, oh, God, he went swimming with the mic back. Oh, no. Um, I have a note about Eleanor's confessionals. She, she's playing into it. Like, she's mm-hmm. clear. Because all of her confessionals are like, I would totally murder this person. Yeah, I wish people were dead. I'm Bruce. not the killer, though. <laughs> and then they have their clue game. And it's blind luck. Right. And it's blindfolded, spin around dodgeball. Yeah. So it is very similar to the end of the film dodgeball, where Vince Vaughn puts the blindfold on. Yeah. But they both do it, But and first they have to spin around to get dizzy, and then they play dodgeball. Which is, th- this is just like low-budget, silly TV. Oh, yeah. I kept thinking of, like, Jigglyball from Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> and the first heat is Sam versus Carl. And Carl wins. Everyone who gets out gets nailed in the face. Oh, yeah. To the point that I think it's fake. Yeah. I think it's like, all right, you're out. We got to do a pickup shot of you getting hit. We're going <laughs> to just stand still. I'm about to hit you in the face. Then it's Rosie and Sean. Rosie wins the heat. Holly versus Eleanor. Eleanor wins by hitting Holly. Pink team wins in a shutout. Yes. Now, this is important to me. The pink team is... Three people. Is three people. The blue team is four people. So I kind of looked at Laura and went, did they just screw themselves out of a clue? They did. Because they would have gotten four clues. Yeah. So mathematically, they screwed themselves out of a clue, which means they also screwed themselves out of a clue two weeks ago when... Or two days ago... Uh, when the there was nine people, and the team of four won instead of the team of five. So, in the early one, though, I could kind of understand not getting that gameplay, though. Mm-hmm. But now there's the culture of all of the clues are shared. Yeah, all the clues are always just immediately shared. So I was like, why do you want to win this? Like, what benefit do you actually get in winning this? Mm. Uh, especially since, uh, at this point, a lot of people think... The killer is Sam. Yeah. So wouldn't you want to keep clues out of Sam's hand, let alone get an extra one? Well, I mean, Sam is on the team that loses. Oh, I'm thinking of, an, of the next episode. Yeah, Excuse Rosie, me. Eleanor, and Carl win. Okay. Uh, and then we get the standard, like, clue responses of Eleanor giggles to camera and goes, ooh, juicy. Mm-hmm. Rosie just does a gym expression to camera. And Carl, like, doesn't get it. Carl just kind of goes like, <laughs> He makes a Tim Allen noise. And Carl gets the clue of, this person is an animal lover. Yes. And Eleanor gets, they're a member of the Mile High Club. Yes, which if you don't know, that's sex on an airplane. And Rosie anguishes. She's like, oh, I want it to be everyone. Everyone's so attractive. <laughs> like... I, I really like Rosie. I really as like a player. Rosie too. But Carl and Eleanor are going to swap clues. They're going to lie to catch Sam by not telling him about the Mile High Club clue, but saying that the clue was that the killer loves poker. Right. Sam has a tattoo of a spade on his face. 
yes. that they all forgot about. They just all forgot that he has a spade tattoo to his face. So trying to catch him in that like super doesn't work. And it also like makes Sam look even more suspicious mm-hmm. with their fake clue. Yeah. So then we get the immunity challenge. The immunity challenge is called Hold a Grudge. It's uh, try not to be Carrie at the prom. Yes. You have a bucket of blood that you're holding up with like a broom. Yeah, with like a broom handle. And if you lose track of your broom handle and the bucket of blood falls on you, you're out. They first have to all do two hops, every single one of them. Bobby spins like this wheel. Yes. And they're like little sabotages you have to do. And the first one he gets is do two hops. So everybody does two hops. Carl loses immediately. Yes. And covered in blood. And then Bobby goes, Does it smell like Nuri or Warren? Yes. What a great line. So then Carl, because he has just gotten out, he is allowed to choose. Because now once the wheel spins, only one person has to do it. And it's the person who was just eliminated's choice. And uh, Carl chooses Eleanor and makes her twerk. Yes, because it landed on Bobby's choice. Yeah. And Bobby, like, comes out with a boombox. And it's like, it's twerking time. Who do you want to see twerk? And so we see Eleanor twerk. Kind of. Kind of. Like, Bobby's not happy with the twerking ability. And she's like, you got to do more than that. She's like, come on. But she does survive. Yeah. Sean just drops hers. Yeah. And so then Sean chooses Eleanor. And Eleanor's pissed. Yeah. And, like, we see the confessional, and Eleanor gets real British. She starts using, like, way more British grammar and slang. Mm -hmm. Like, it weren't. Yeah. And mate. And she is angry at Sean. Yes. Um, Because she feels like Sean... And I don't have what she had to do, uh, but she loses. I think she had to spin around. Yeah. Yeah. Sam immediately looks over at Holly and tries to make an immunity deal. Yes. And then Holly refuses because she's already has a deal with Eleanor. Yes. Uh, Eleanor then immediately chooses Sam. Yeah. And Sam survives. Yeah, Sam has to take a knee. He has to, like, hold it up and then drop to his knees. Which I was like, that's really hard. But he does do it and he survives. Rosie drops hers. Yes, for no reason. Yeah. Everyone, like, who drops theirs drops it for no reason so far. Uh, And then Rosie chooses Sam in a row. So, like like Eleanor, Sam now has to go twice in a row. Mm -hmm. And he almost makes it. He does. I believe he has to hop again. Yeah. And Bobby helpfully tells him, Sam, I know you're vegan, so that's vegan's blood. Yeah, that's the blood of a vegan. Yeah, vegan (laughs) apostrophe S blood. (laughs) Yeah. Not vegan blood. Yeah. Vegan's blood. Vegan's blood. And then it's down to Jackson Holly. Because Jackson's done nothing. No. Essentially. And uh, they have to take their shoes off with their hands. Yes, because it lands on Bobby's choice again. And that's what Bobby is into. Twerking and feet. Well, it's also a Good hard job, one Bobby. because there's two left. Yeah. Jax has an advantage of... He's a little bigger than Holly. Mm-hmm. So he actually like props it on his tummy. Yeah, his, his belly is helping him throughout the whole time. That being said, he still drops it and Holly wins. So she immediately chooses Eleanor, making it really interesting that if, 
if the killer wanted to go after like Rob's people, mm-hmm. he can't. He or she can't. Yeah. Because Holly and Eleanor, who I would imagine would be targeted because they were the two people close to Rob. Why do you think because they're close to Rob that they're being targeted? I would think that you would want to, like, help your own allies. Like, if you're, if the killer was, like, Rosie, she wouldn't want to send out Jax, who she's close to. Like, Eleanor and Holly don't have any other allies at this point except each other, really. I mean, it's it's tough to figure out what's best in the mind of the killer. Because, mm-hmm. like, the obvious answer is you want to kill the people that suspect you. But that makes you suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next like logical thing to do in my brain is to get rid of the best athletes and the ones that make the most money. Yeah. Uh, you, and then the like big brain play is to get rid of the people who are close to you because like well the killer wouldn't kill their friend. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to say without knowing who the killer is. Yeah. So. We have the immunity challenge. They get the woggle. Holly still ends up covered in blood. Like, instead of getting out of the way, she just lets it drop on her. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And we're like, why wouldn't you get out of the way? It's like, it's like being slimed on Nickelodeon. You, you want to experience it. So then we get the, the talky parts. And Carl tries to stage a conversation about Sam doing the Mile High Club. Yeah, this is where they ask Sam. I'm just asking if it's you and Holly on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> would you have sex with her? And... I know Sam doesn't know the clue, but he says the most suspicious thing you could possibly say. Which is? You're not George yet. Who knows? <laughs> You're so funny. Who knows me? I'm not saying I am or I'm not saying I'm not. Yeah. I was like, why would you be wishy-washy on this? You said you had sex on a balcony an episode ago. Why do we go a little bit higher up? Are you all of a sudden so like shy to talk about this? Uh, they talk about how, like, Eleanor was laughed it off when Carl chose her to do the challenge, but was angry when Sean did it. Right. And, I mean, I think it's... No one takes it personally being picked once, but being picked that second time feels targeted. Right. And Jax and Rosie are talking, and they start to suspect Carl and Sean. But Jax is like, but Carl's too dumb. So they go back to kind of making fun of Eleanor because they kind of don't like Eleanor. Right. And they make fun of how she talks. Because she's kind of that like... Vocal fry. Yes. And then Sean and Eleanor kind of have a discussion where they like patch things up. And uh, Sean's kind of like afraid that if she had picked Sam... Everyone's still kind of suspecting Sam at this point. Uh, Sean's afraid Sam would have sent her out to die. Yeah. And then Eleanor is the only person who consistently mentions the money. Yes. And Sean cries and apologizes and Eleanor forgives her. But I don't really buy Eleanor forgiving her. It definitely feels like the, okay. Yeah, all right, yeah, you're forgiven. Campfire time, campfire time. We see, like, a little interlude with the trapper walking by the camp. Yes. Uh, Jax tells Bobby that, like, everybody cares for one another and that they feel very weird about all of the situation. Rosie admits to feeling very vulnerable. 
Yeah. Because she doesn't really have a lot of allies. And uh, they decide that uh, Rosie and Jax are being sent out on tonight's Moonlight Walk. Which means Sam, Sean, Carl, Holly, and Eleanor are guaranteed to be going to the finale. Yes. And again, we get Bobby starting to tell the story, but like, it's really interesting because we see the Murder in Small Town X style, like, night vision of them walking. And Bobby's talking about how happy they are and how they're in great spirits. And Rosie and Jax are like crying and holding hands walking through the woods. bumping into sticks. And when they get to the crossroad. Yeah, they they get to a signpost with like their names on it pointing in different directions. Safety or death. So Um, they, yeah, they hug and they walk their separate ways. Yeah, and then this one, they really telegraph who it is much earlier than usual. Yeah. Uh, Because usually there's a little bit more suspense. I think this is partially because the last two, it was Nuri and Eleanor, who were both young women of smaller stature. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it was Warren and Carl, who were both bigger guys. Yeah. Jax and Rosie do not look anything alike. Yeah, there is not really a high similarity of body type there. Jax is a bigger guy, and Rosie's a woman of, like, more athletic build. And... So, Rosie comes across a beautiful outdoor spa surrounded by fairy lights. It looked like a four-star hotel. Or a two-star porno. And she has to... There's, like, a Walkman there. And she puts the headphones on. And it's Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Relax. Yeah. And then they kill the Malaysian Prime Minister. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Um... I was really hoping that's where they went with it, where then Rosie, like, became a sleeper cell and killed Jax. That would have been too good. That would have been too good, but I immediately thought of Zoolander. Uh, so did I. <laughs> and Bruce creeps up with a giant, plugged-in electric boombox. Yes, that we saw earlier in the immunity challenge when Eleanor had to torque. And it kind of comes back to me being afraid when Sam jumps in with the mic pack. Yeah. Uh, and then we foreshadowing, he, bitches. He yeets the boombox into the hot tub, and we hear "Ode to Joy" as she is electrified, boiled. Yes, this is the most graphic of the deaths. Well, we hear "Ode to Joy" because that's public domain. Unlike Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which we do not hear. We do not. <laughs> this time, Eleanor and Sean in the campfire are sobbing. Yeah. And then we see the now, like, honestly, it looks kind of like this hot tub of, like, my red frothy drink. And, like, her skull comes up. Pops up. (laughs) And we still hear relax, or we still hear generic 80s music. Yeah. And Bruce looks over and goes, like, Bruce looks over and his mentality is clearly, huh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, the actor playing Bruce has those moments of, like, looks over and, hmm. Yeah, it kind of like shrugs. Yeah. And then my next response is gross, gross, gross. Uh, they ask who they want to come back. Carl vocally says he wants Rosie to come back. No one else really answers. Yeah. Because everyone else is kind of upset. And then Jax emerges from the forest. Holly starts laughing hysterically in relief. Mm-hmm. And uh, she seems the calmest out of everyone, though. And Sean and Jax hold hands. 
And then we end the episode with Bobby comforting Eleanor saying, you have so many pillows now, Eleanor. Yeah. Which is a great joke. Yeah, I like that they keep going back to that. And then we have our final uh, predictions. Yes. Uh, I no longer think it's Rosie because she's very dead. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty much at a loss here. Mm-hmm. Do I shrug and say, screw it, it's Sam? Or um, screw it, it's Eleanor? No. In quotes, I have, I guess it's Sam now. Yeah. All in caps. My final prediction is Holly, because she's been very calm, hmm. or Carl, because Sean has solved too many things. Yeah. Well, we, uh, th- let's, let's be real here. We, we go for a walk we in go between for a walk. this. No, we went for a walk before episode four. Oh. Yeah. We went for a walk before four. So, yeah, before episode four, we go for a walk, we kind of discuss this, and I was like, is anyone clear in your mind? And you say Carl. Yeah. And then by the end of the walk, she's like, I'm pretty sure it's Carl. Yeah. Like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go into my logic here before the episode. Cause I, I want to, I want to have mm-hmm. what you guys, what my logic is. Carl casts himself as the romantic lead very early. Mm-hmm. And it works to an extent where I'm like, you know what? I don't think it's Carl because he's so into Sean and Sean is so reticent that that's why I kind of thought it was Sean. But it's also very Hunger Games of using the relationship to obfuscate what you're actually doing. And so Carl being so into it so fast then swings around and makes me suspicious of him. And that's why by the end of the walk, I was like, I think it could be Carl. Yeah. My ranking was Sam, then Eleanor, uh, then uh, Sean. No, then Jax, then Sean, then Carl. (laughs) Yeah. My ranking at this time is Carl Holly. Sam, Eleanor, Jax, and Sean. Sean's last at this point. Yeah. Because they were never going to solve that anagram without her. And for her to solve the anagram, I was like, she's not the killer. Yeah. It would have been so easy to be like, I don't know. Words are hard. Because I, she solved it faster than I did. Yes. Like she said monster. And while she was finishing saying it, I was like, oh, monster. Butts. (laughs) So episode five opens. My name's Eleanor, and I'm not the killer. And then we see like a super cut of everybody thinking it's Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was like, oh, are we going to go through and the audience is going to find out who the killer is, and then the entire episode's going to be... Oh, you thought this was going to be the reveal? Well, and we and then got, we'd have dramatic irony? Yeah, and we get just enough clips mm-hmm. that I think this is what's happening. My name's Sean, and I'm not the killer. And I was like, okay, it's not Sean. Uh, and then Sean's whole clip show is like nobody thinking it's Sean. Yeah. And then we get Sam. Then we get Holly. Then we get uh, Jax. Then we get Carl. And I was like, oh. They all say they're not the killer. Yeah. My name's Bobby. And I have no idea who the killer is. And then Laura jokes, I hope they do one for Bruce. Here comes the trapper. <laughs> and then it's like a shot of like the lake. And the trapper's head, like, pops up, and it's like, boo! It's, like, an effective, funny jump scare. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, a perfect jump scare, because you then immediately start laughing. Yeah. Um, they, they do a good job with, like, the usage of the trapper. Yes. Uh, Jax is taking the loss of Rosie really, really hard. Yes. And then we get this really interesting Sean and Carl scene. And... 
Uh, they talk about how quickly their relationship progressed. And I actually refer to it when we're talking about it as college dorm time. Mm-hmm. Of how quickly a college relationship feels like it moves compared to a high school relationship. Because you end up with this situation of you're around each other 24-7. So they end up very intense, very quick. Uh, Carl asks if it's Sean. And Sean giggles and says no. Mm-hmm. And then he goes... Well, what would you do if it was me? And Sean reacts very negatively. She's like, I'd be furious. Yeah. And Carl's just kind of like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, Carl... But I can also see this being, like, a producer being like, you can't give away that it's not you. Right. Be sus. And then poor Jax washing his hands in the potty. Yeah. And the trapper scares him. There's a camera in the bathroom. This is just, it's all bad. Well, it's one of those things of like, it's clearly aimed at the sink. You can't yeah. see, you can't even see like the tops of the stalls. Right, right. So it's clearly like in one of those places of like, I would be like, something's going to happen in this sink. Yeah. Because if I saw that there was a camera pointed to the sink, I'd be like, this is something they want us to. Um, people are a little bit concerned that Tali. But Eleanor staunchly refuses to believe that it's Holly. Right. Um, you could almost argue that Helen, if it's if the killer is Eleanor, she's like, no, it's not Holly because Holly is her friend. And she's like, no, it's me. And then we get the last cash challenge. Mm-hmm. And my first thought is, oh, no, Sam is vegan. Yes. Because I, I can't think of a good situation for Sam here. Because it is an eating challenge. Yes. Uh, the innocents are at fifty six fifty, and the killers at sixty three fifty. Yes, so this is their last chance to rack up money, and uh, they're going to be broken up into like teams to yeah, eat three various teams of things. two. Yeah, the first one is Jackson Carl because Jax is like, all right, eating challenge. Yes. And it's hot dogs. They have to eat hot dogs, but they can't use their own hands. They can use their hands to feed themselves. They can only feed each other. Yes. And Jax is like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Jax is kind of very like, don't threaten me with a good time. Once they, he establishes, like, did they're hot dogs? Yeah. All right. And they only have to eat three each. No, there's only five. Oh, okay. So one of them has to eat three, and the other needs to eat two. And it's like not even like they're regular hot dogs. They're regular hot dogs. And Carl like worries about whether Jax has washed his hands recently. Yes. And then you think about like, oh, the trapper scared yeah, him. We know that he did not because the trapper scared him away from the sink. But Carl like doesn't do this challenge well. No. He like, he freaks out about being fed things. Mm-hmm. Like it's a thing he can't deal with. Meanwhile, Jax is like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, so I think they only get through three hot dogs. Yeah. Carl eats one and Jax eats two. Yeah. So that's $300 for the innocents, 200 for the killer. And then we have the onion milkshakes. This yes. is Sam and Eleanor. They're vegan. Yeah. And uh, there's this great moment of Sean and Holly almost throw up. Yeah. They're not involved in this, but they can smell it. And you watch Eleanor and Sam face them down. Yeah. And Sean and Holly are both like holding onto each other about to vomit. Yeah, but they slam these things. Yeah. I I kind of wish I had remembered this because I would have made an onion cocktail. <laughs> um 
We don't even have onions in the house right now. I know. <laughs> we have like fried onions that you could have used as a garnish. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. We have onion powder. I guess you could have. Yeah, <laughs> it's too late now. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's for the best. Uh, in my mind, like, uh, Sam actually becomes so much less sus. Because this is such an easy challenge to kind of like not do great at. Yeah. And Sam and Eleanor just do it. Yeah. Um, Eleanor holds it down. Long enough. Barely, yeah. She holds it down long enough to count. But she doesn't hold it down forever. Yeah. And then we have the last pair, which is Holly and Sean. And it's an apple and plum pie. And Sean and Holly are both like, okay, this is is not bad, not bad. Mm -hmm. Then they put hot sauce on it. Yeah. (laughs) I like what Bobby says here. And now I'm going to put on a hot sauce to make it disgusting. And Holly and Sean both struggle. But yeah. they both get it down. Yes. Um, and I think it's, it's worth like a lot. Yes. Because in the end, it is $74.50 for the killer and $75.50 for the innocents. Yes. So it actually ends up being almost half and half. Yeah. Total for, for the show. Uh, they get down the thing. Sean throws up. Right. Sean throws up. Now, Sean's like out of it for the rest of the series. Yeah. It, it kind of ruins her day is because she feels so ill from... Throwing up from these uh, this uh, challenge, I want to mention that how much more profitable it is to be the killer in this situation. Oh, absolutely! Because if the innocents win, they're taking half the money, but then they're splitting it behind between five people. Yeah, the killer's taking half the money, and it's all for the killer. Yeah, possibly could have had to split it with Rob, but yeah. we don't know how that would have worked. Yeah, so. We do get this, like, great, just... It's poor Sean, and she is just suffering. Yeah, she's hanging in there as best as she can. So she's really, like, not doing super great. And she's, like, out of it for the rest of the show. Yes. So we get the final clues, and it, we're on two teams. Carl, Sean, and Jax. Sam, Eleanor, and Holly. Yeah. And you get the idea that, like... Carl, Sean, and Sam had been friends through the beginning of the series. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't have had Carl, Sean, and Sam on one team. And then Eleanor, Holly, and Jax. Because it kind of feels like the athletes versus, like, the dorks. Mm -hmm. So Jax is on the pink team and Sam's on the blue team. And Sam and Jax are there to stop Carl, Sean, Eleanor, and Holly from running their flags back and forth because they have to cross this right. water obstacle course. Yeah, it's the same obstacle course from when they were wearing the inner tubes and running into each other. And Jax is still bad at it. Yeah. That's, I think that's why they gave him that job yeah. because he couldn't traverse it, but he could stand on one and be in the way. He's still not great at it, though. He's not great at that either, but he's there better. There is a great <laughs> shot of Sam spearing Carl into the lake. Yeah. Like... Full on, full on edge spear. Yeah. Then there is a super cut of everyone eating it. Eating it. And the blue team, which is Sam, Eleanor, and Holly, narrowly wins. Mm-hmm. Sam roars in victory. Yes. Eleanor and Holly embrace. And Sam looks at the, his clue and says, this has changed everything. And Holly and Eleanor both pull a face. Yes. The clues are 
that the killer goes to the gym five times a week. Yes, that is specifically the one that Sam says. Yes. And uh, the other two just look at him like, you're just trying to make it, Carl. We know it's you. And Sam replies, I really wish one of you two got it. Yes. Because it did say the gym, he goes to the gym five times a week. Or the killer does, excuse me. The killer has lied about their job. Right. Um, And they point out that like, they think Carl said he was a personal trainer, but Carl's been real cagey about what he does for a living. Yeah. And the killer is afraid of spiders. Yeah. So Jackson and Carl show up to like come sit with them and chat with them. And there's kind of this no one trusts Sam. Right. And so we're kind of now getting to the end. We're getting to the last campfire ceremony. Yes. This will be another vote of who they think the killer is. This will not be the killer sending people out to die. And Bobby sings a song about the dead campers, including acknowledging exactly what happened to Warren. Yes. Like, not the CW-friendly, like, he got stabbed by a piece of statue. No. Like, he deliberately mentions. Yes, that he was penetrated. Yes. Deceased being eaten by fishies. Nurry's dead. Razor wire took her head. Warren's gone. Lost his eye to a schlong. Rob's a disgrace. So we took his face. Sorry to spoil, but Rosie's been boiled. Now it's Halloween. And the killer will be seen. And because this aired in the week of Halloween leading up to uh, in Great Britain, he does keep saying, it's Halloween, it's Halloween, it's Halloween. Yeah. Um, because this was meant to air as not, well, this did air as an October special in the UK. And didn't air, this aired in the middle of the summer when like a summer camp would be right. in the US. And we have our final pre, uh, we have our final pre-vote uh, guesses. Oh, we have like the final breakdown of what everyone's thinking. No, no, you and I. Oh, between the two of us. Yes. Okay, yes. Your last joke, your, um, your last joke, your last prediction is Sam. Yeah. Mine is at this point Carl with Sean as a secondary. I've now cleared Holly for some reason. Yeah, I, I, am, I believe in the contestants. So the contestants all think it's Sam and I'm like, I, I think this is going to be a happy ending. I will side with my fellow campmates, and I will also say, Sam, I don't like it, but I'm doing it. And I think it's Carl at this point. Uh, you and I both agree that Jax has been cleared. Yes. We, um, none of us think it's Jax. Uh, Jax is the only person we both agree it has no chance of being. There's no chance of being Jax. That would be the one that totally would shock us. Because I still have suspicions of Holly. I still have a little suspicion of Sean. Yeah, like, I could make the argument for anyone else. Right. Jax would feel like an asshole on the yeah. part of the show. So we get the last vote. And Sam votes for Carl. Yes. Because of the last clue. Because of the clue he received. Yes. No one buys that that is the last clue, and everyone thinks Sam is lying, and it is a unanimous vote for Sam. Well, I, I want to talk about these, actually. Okay. Eleanor votes for Sam. Jax mentions that he votes for Sam to avenge Rosie. 
because he doesn't think anyone else would have killed her. Okay. Sean votes for Sam because of the clues. And she kind of keeps, but she teases it really well. She keeps going like, I have to go with my head over my heart. And she struggles so much there's a commercial break. Yeah. (laughs) And then Holly is the deciding vote for some reason. Because like, the way it is at this point, like, if it's, like, the way it is, is like, if Holly votes for Sam, it's Sam. Yeah. If she were to have voted for Carl, then the next vote could have forced a tie. Yes. So Holly voted for Sam. And Carl, without ceremony, shows that he voted for Sam. Because by this point, Carl's vote didn't actually matter. Right. Because the rest of the group had already turned for Sam. Sam says, I can now reveal that I am not the killer. Yes. Sam is innocent. Yeah, this is one of those like highly coached moments. Because uh, do you remember? Because Rob says it the exact same yeah. way with Cadence. I can now reveal that I am. Because we used to watch a lot of Food Network. Remember uh, Cooks versus Cons? Yeah. And every time the reveal was, I can now reveal, I am a cook. Yes. So, so like they've very, very clearly been uh, coached. That when you do the, if you're in the situation where you have to do a reveal, you have to add a pause and ellipses in between every single word. (laughs) But yeah, Sam's not the killer. Yeah. I'm over here in Wrongtown with the rest of the campers. And then everyone's in shock. The campers have lost and the killer has won $7,450. Yeah. Can the killer reveal themselves? My next note. It's Carl! Ayo! That's exactly what my notes say. Uh, it's Carl. Ayo. And then Sean yells, Carl, what a bell end! What a bell end. And, and then I have the note, Sean had the worst last day of camp. <laughs> what cracks me up is everyone's reaction is like, I can't believe you lied to us. No one is saying, I can't believe you killed all those people. <laughs> it's like, you lied to me? Yeah, like, when you think about it, Sean had the worst last day of camp. Yeah. She she gets extremely ill. Yeah. Spends the entire last day, like, sick. Still has to do the physical challenge. Sick. Yes. And then her boyfriend's the killer. And there is a moment that actually makes me really uncomfortable. Is we go through how Carl was the killer. Mm-hmm. And he basically explains, like, this is this is important, because I don't think we really brought this up. Me and Lara argued back and forth about whether or not there was actually two killers the whole time. Yeah. If this was a fail-safe because they caught Rob. But Carl here mentions that when they were doing the boy toss, or whatever the hell that one was from episode yeah. three, that he purposely left his boy tethered, tethered so he'd get back late. Which he does before they catch Rob. Yes. So it does mean he was the killer the whole time. And we also see like a supercut of how some of the clues uh, were doctored because they did apply to Carl. And like the animal lover clue was fake. Was fake. That was a lie that Carl Because Carl with. got that clue and said it to throw Sam under the bus. Yes. I forget what the actual clue was supposed to be for that. I don't have it here. He wears, the, the killer wears tiny t-shirts or something. Yeah. And so Carl talks about who he killed and why. 
Right. And uh, but I want to bring this this point up here. Yeah. Uh, they ask him what was the hardest part, and he says lying to this one, and mm-hmm. points to Sean, and refers to Sean as this one. Yeah. Which is so like dehumanizing. I disagree. That is a common uh, term of affection. This one? Yeah. Really? You've never heard? I've called you that. You have? Yeah. Like, you know, we're not, I've been like, yeah, that one, you know? Like, it's not as dehumanizing. It's kind of a, like, it's a term of affection when you don't want to seem super schmoopy. Okay. So he says, he admits to enjoying it and he loves playing the bad guy. And he never mentions Nuri. He doesn't really mean, like, I guess it was Rob's call to kill Nuri. He doesn't mention Nuri, and I don't think he mentions Warren. Oh, he didn't like Warren. I know he didn't like Warren. And Warren was costing them money. Yeah. Same kind of reasoning as Sean, or as, as Rob, rather. Carl had Rob killed because Rob was messy and got caught. Yeah. And then he goes, like, I hated killing Rosie. Mm-hmm. But if I killed Rosie, I could frame Sam for it. Yes. But he actually says he was between Rosie, Rosie and, and Sean. So he uh, could play the victim. Yeah. But he cared about her too much to let her die. Yeah. And I actually say, like, if we talk about Scream, which this show reminds me a lot of, like, that kind of tongue-in-cheek slasher. Sean is the final girl in the Sydney mold. Yeah, for real. Of, like, being emotionally involved with the killer. With the killer. Us. Uh, Spoilers for a 25-year-old film. Yeah. Um, oh, happy 25th anniversary, yeah. Scream. Many happy returns. Um, but also, I want to point out, because you brought it up, that when Bobby says, who do you want to see to come back? Carl's the only one who answers. And he says, Rosie, knowing he picked to kill her. Yeah. Like, it's such uh, a scummy thing. Yeah. And then... The show's good. <laughs> at the end, Sean says... Like, he asks Sean about their relationship, and she goes... Well, it's quite dead, isn't it? <laughs> and then accepts comfort from Eleanor. Yeah. Like she cries into Eleanor's shoulder, her one-time enemy. And now I kind of buy that she is forgiven. Yeah. And then we hear you got the heart of a champion. Yeah. And as uh, Carl just kind of like drives off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird moment where he's just like, got my money, I'm going to peace out. Yeah, nothing happens to Carl. <laughs> nothing he happens to him, he just leaves. And the campers are kind of like, Meh. and they they get up and they're upset. And Claire DeLune plays as Bobby contemplates life. And he says, he kind of like summarizes the series. Bruce did unspeakable things. Mommy would have loved it. And Tim and Bruce standing there. Yeah, just standing there. Did you think they had fun? I hope so. Happy Halloween, Bruce. Yeah. Do you, Halloween wouldn't be complete without a scary story. Mm-hmm. And I know a good one. It's such a good ending. And the remaining innocents pile off into a pickup truck. Jax flips off Bobby and yeah. uh, Bruce. And Bobby starts to tell a story. Bruce picks up a detonator, hits a button. Well, well, Bobby specifically says, you know we can't let them leave, right? Yeah. And then he hits the detonator and then an old style TV turn off. Yeah. We're like the... And the, like, picture turns white into a box quickly. Mm-hmm. So, we we assume that Bruce blew up the pickup truck. And we are supposed to assume that. Uh, I I look at Lara and go, they didn't want to film another explosion. 
And Lara looks back and retorts, I don't think they wanted to kill them in case they wanted to bring someone back. Yeah. Which I was like, ah, that's probably... This is reality shows. Like, they don't really like to Mm -hmm. close doors. Like, I'm watching Rock of Love season two right now. Yeah. And they bring Heather back for a few episodes. And they brought Lacey back. Like, it's really common of what if somebody ends up kind of part of the camp. Yeah. Um, And I think the, like, having it turn off the show leaves the door open of, you know, if season two is a larger production... Would they be kind of in this boat of there are multiple counselors? Right. That'd be fun. Because this ran Halloween week in the UK and season two filming is wrapping up as we're recording. Yeah. Uh, The Killer Camp season two casting did not use the same ruse as season one. Yeah. Uh, Season two confirms that like you're auditioning for Killer Camp. For Killer Camp. But now it is a, uh, it is a cross production between the UK and the US. Yeah. They were actually, I, I was a little upset because my best friend is an expat living in the yeah. UK. And they were intentionally looking for Americans, Americans living, living abroad. In yeah. And I was like, oh, I really wish I'd known about this because I could have sent her this yeah. information. And so, like, I am going to say that I think doing this episode is fine for the rules of Stay Doomed. Because there is no way the show does not change drastically between season one and season two. If they're going into American reality show conventions, this ran five episodes and was clearly intended to run a shorter time. Because the clues get very... Specific, yeah. Specific. That's why I totally buy that they were supposed to be two killers the whole time. Mm -hmm. Because the last few clues are so obviously robbed in episode three. Uh, Two things I want to hit before we talk about what we think about next season. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, uh, I think, this is just me projecting, but they don't get on a bus at the end. They get on a pickup truck. Yeah, riding in the bed. Yeah. I think that's a reference to Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Because there's a a scene where they're like, we're going into town and everybody piles into a pickup truck. And that's like a big camp movie. So I was like, oh, I get this. Cool. Uh, The other thing is... uh, Rob got a clue in episode two, I believe. Yeah. Uh, And he changes it to uh, the killer's favorite food is Thai food. Do you remember what it was? Steak. Steak. If he didn't get that clue, the clue that the killer's favorite food is steak would have been out there and cleared Sam. Yeah. Because he's vegan. Yeah. So the fact that Rob got the clue is what actually makes Carl win. Yeah. That one moment actually screws Sam more than anything. And I was looking through, um, I did I did do some research and they did, in during the UK run on social media, they'd run like post-mortems. Very whodunit. Yeah. Because uh, any one of these murder reality shows, so they're really killing people. There's yeah. always like an idiot who thinks like they're really dead. Well, there's people who still think the Real Housewives are real. So, but so yeah, I'm throwing little, shade. Take that shade. Throwing it at you. Uh, Warren accuses Sam. Uh, Rob's Rob canonically doesn't know who the second killer is, or at least in his post mortem claims to. Yeah. So in canon versus in reality, in yeah. canon doesn't know who it is. But they also like. He, he might have been just trying to throw them up. He goes, I hope it's Jack. I hope it's Jax. Fergal accuses Carl. 
from the grave and his. Yeah. But he also accuses Nuri, who dies by the end of that episode. Yeah. Uh, Nuri didn't have one. Um, and Rosie accuses Sam. Yeah. The the post-mortal... Mortal... Mortals... Mortem. These videos uh, are real funny because they all start with, Hey, it's me. It's, uh, it's Nuri or... It's Rosie. Uh, I'm right here outside the gates of heaven. But before I go, I think I know who the killer is. And they're in like a white hallway. <laughs> yeah, they're clearly in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, like it looks like a cinder, like an elementary school. Like yeah. it looks like when you like would film a school project in the hallway. Yeah, exactly. And it's like similar quality. Uh, it's like on someone's phone. Yeah. Uh, so it's really, really interesting because... They do say that, like, the bottom two, the killer chooses the eliminated person and the producer chooses the other person who goes out. Right. Based on drama. Based on, yeah. They want it to be dramatic. And the only time we really see that in a play is during Warren's death. Yeah, when it's Warren and Carl. Because Carl is the obvious choice. Rosie didn't really have a super obvious choice, so they send Jax. Yeah, I think it's just because I think Jax is one of the favorites, Probably amongst the the people watching. So they're like, no, not GX. Uh, The clues are always genuine facts. Okay. Uh, They are real. And they're always real. Like, they were real facts about the two killers. Everyone stayed friends and did legitimately sleep in the cabin. That's cool. You were sent to a hotel after you, quote, quote, died. Okay. They stayed and filmed for a couple weeks, which... I think this is really interesting because the show takes place over five days, but they do pack a lot into five days. Mm -hmm. Uh, In an interview with Sam, they were not permitted to discuss the show or gameplay when cameras were not rolling. Right. Which means that, like, there were a lot of times where they were just hanging out, and it explains why they're all so close Mm. without, like, with that taken into account of, like, Oh, okay. They're only filming like eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then they're like drinking in the dorm. Right. So it explains why everybody got so close so fast. And they are all still friendly. It was like too long of a shoot. Because I'm very used to American reality shows where they sequester you for two weeks, drive you insane. And then everything is like, you're getting no sleep. We are driving yeah. you to extremes. This was much more humane than your average reality show. Yeah. This was done more like an Escape the Night. Yeah. Where, like, it filmed for a much longer time than the canon uh, amount of time. Right. And, like, everybody kind of had... Everyone went back to the dorm, but, like, the dorm was chill. Yeah. Holly did a really nice Q&A on YouTube. Uh, She really hated the electrical challenge. And I found out through my research that Fergal was an actor. So Fergal was a plant who worked yeah. in the casting department, which is why he's like kind of bland and killed off immediately. Right. I did reach out to a couple of the cast members, but I haven't heard anything back yet. But that might be a possible, you know, we might be able to get them for that an interview be a bonus at some episode, point. Yeah. Yeah. That, if, we, if we hear back from Sam or Holly, we'll let you know. Yeah. How would you do season two? Season two. So I'm now thinking of the constructs of American reality. Yeah. So I'm thinking that this is going to have a considerably longer run. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have to have a few more campers because you're probably going to run a 13 episode run with the show. Right. Uh, because I can't see them running 
a five or six episode run, considering this is supposed to run with Legend of the Hidden Temple. Right. So I think they're going to adhere significantly more to American standards. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the filming is going to be considerably more brutal. Right. And they're casted. They were trying to intentionally cast Americans. Yeah. So I think we're going to get more extreme personalities. I I think we could lose the Breakfast Club. Um. Oh, the, the categories, yeah, that they're Because they weren't useful, and they clearly started to run out of them. Yeah. Uh, just with the 13 people they had. Yeah, I, I have two ideas for this. I think the deaths are going to be more over the top. Oh, I definitely think there's going to be more deaths. And significantly more of them. Because, like, this show has a shockingly low mm-hmm. body count for a murder show of only three. Could we only kill... Or four. Rosie? Oh, five. I forgot Fergal. Hold yeah. on. So this show has a body count of five, which out of 13 campers is actually not so bad. Yeah, not bad. So, because we only lose Fergal, Nuri, Warren, Rob, and Rosie. Right. That's actually fairly few Mm -hmm. in a show like this. Yeah. Uh, I want, I just want one of them to have like the weird keep you on your toes death in like the third or fourth episode. Where it happens at random. Yeah, I, I think... For fairness's sake, that would have to be a plant. Yeah, I mean, you could do it as gameplay, where, like, someone gets kidnapped and it's, like, a saving, save them or they die situation. Yeah, but then how do you decide who gets kidnapped? Like, it would have to be an elimination for fair gameplay. Well, to to tie it into the mole, Mm -hmm. for example, uh, the mole actually did a game where someone got kidnapped, and the way they did it was they brought out pie. Mm-hmm. And or it was a cake. They brought out a cake, and everyone was like, "Everybody have a slice of cake." And one of the slices of cake didn't have a blueberry on it. Okay. And if you happen to eat that piece of cake, it's like, "All right, you're going to be the person who gets kidnapped." I love stuff like that because it like it makes you spend the rest of the game being like, "I know we're at dinner, but anything could happen." Like maybe I don't want to touch the salt and pepper shakers. Who knows? Uh, but in any case, I could see that. I feel like we've hit the point now where, uh, with social media, because I'm I'm on the Escape the Night Discord. Yeah, and people are literally still mad about Sophia Nygaard. Yeah, in this like semi-scripted show. Mm -hmm. And so I I think there's definitely this element of people want to feel like it's fair, right? So I think you would have people who would be very angry if it was arbitrary, but I think it would be neat if there. It can't happen too early or too late because like Fergal was clearly a plant, right? But like if you killed somebody arbitrarily in like episode four, like not long enough for them to make it past like. There's two phases to every reality show. Yeah. There's that, like, first half where you're still kind of running through, like, the chum Mm -hmm. contestants that no one really thinks are going to win. Yeah. Then about midpoint, you hit the shocking elimination. Yeah. Of, like, someone, the first time someone you really thought could win gets thrown out. I have what I think is the solution to this. Okay. I think... We need to do something a little bit different with uh, Killer Camp to make it different. At first, I thought, let's take it out of camp and go to prom. 
Okay. I thought, because then we could do like Carrie stuff and that would be fun. And I was like, no, we're thinking camp. Let's do Killer Camp The Color War. Okay. Let's start camp with two teams and two killers. Okay. A killer on each team. Okay. And then each episode, one team wins and one team loses. The losing team has a member of their team killed by the killer. Okay. The winning team gets to vote out someone they think is the killer. Because my biggest problem with this is the vote only happens twice. Yeah. And like the fact that they nail that it's Rob will always make me question if they didn't know it was Rob at the end of, at the end of episode 3, would they have ever told them there was two killers? Like I feel like you have to based off of the things I saw. Yeah. But like then would you vote twice? Okay. Like what happens next? So I think the best way to make it fair and solve for everything that I want as a viewer is I want a, an attempt to solve who the killer is every episode, and I want a death every episode. Yeah. And you do that by doing two teams. And then if a killer gets caught, suddenly you merge them into one. I think that's a great idea just because uh, we'd have to figure out how to deal with so many more people. Yeah. Because you'd probably need bouts. Because unlike most reality shows, where you're going to get down to three, two, one people at the very end. Yeah. You're going to need to get down to enough people where the innocents outnumber the killers in the last episode. Yeah. So you can't run, okay, 13 episodes, 14 people. Yeah. You need 17, 18 people to run the end of the show. I mean, if you could do it the way I'm saying where there's two eliminations an episode, like you could start with two teams of 10. I think you actually run into that too many people for an audience to keep track of. Like Yeah, as people who covered Murder in a Small Town X. <laughs> yeah, like, who had to take ex- notes. No one's taking those kinds of notes. Because even in, like, Rock of Love, which is the other reality show I'm, like, currently, it starts off with, like, 23 girls, and, like, eight of them are gone in the first episode. Like, five of them don't make yeah. it into the house. Well, I will say this. When I was watching Murder in a Small Town X live, I remember having the thought, I can't wait for season two because now I know how to play this and I would take notes while watching it. Yeah. Now that this show has a fan base and is coming back, you can kind of play to your fan base and be like, we're going to trust that the people who are going to watch this are super fans who are going to like try to take notes and solve this on their own. So I, I don't think 20 is too many. If, if by the end of episode one, we're losing two. I disagree because I don't think Killer Camp, which ran five episodes in the middle of the summer that last year, has that kind of rabid cult following that's mm. going to do that. Yeah, I kind of forgot that it might not be the next survivor or anything. Yeah, I, I think that's a cool idea, but I, I the con, the conceits of a re, American reality TV shows, I don't think they want that kind of continuity lockout. Yeah, true. I, I think there's they want to keep it somewhat accessible. So I think they need to find that line between having enough people that you care about most of them. And I think there's like two or th- I think there's room for two or three plants to kill off at random points. Yeah. I also you bring up a good point about continuity lockout is 
we've lost this little bit of the way reality shows used to work. Not so much the network ones, like this was not a Big Brother Survivor thing, but it's definitely like a VH1 thing and a sci-fi channel thing, which was the new episode came out, you know, Mondays at 9. Mm-hmm. Next Monday, the previous episode ran at 8, and the new episode at, ran at 9. And then the next week, the first episode ran at 7, and then last week's episode ran at 8, and then the new episode ran at 9. So, like, you could always catch up. Yeah. And the fact that we've lost that way of watching television hurts shows like this. Yeah, I mean, CW has a pretty decent app and website. Yeah, shout-outs to the CW website, which never gave us a problem. Yeah, like, and we usually have problems with, like, network's own websites. Yeah, because they're always like, prove to me you have Comcast. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that website. I mean, the CW isn't technically network, so right. they don't care. Uh, they're like, yeah, I don't know, you can watch it. A- um, ABC cares because they want to run the correct ads for your uh, area. Oh. Yeah, that's why we've had problems running ABC.com. Uh, uh, and the CW ads were current because they were showing us the new Conjuring. Yeah. Which, you know, that's totally what you want to watch during Killer Camp. Absolutely. So, I definitely think it's time for a verdict. Oh, yeah. This is a big stay tuned for me. This is one of those shows that, like, you can just keep tweaking every time you find a loose, like, a loose bit, like something that could be made a little bit better. You could just tighten that up a little bit better, change things a little bit, and make it an even better, newer show. Uh, This is great. Like, I, I wanted a few more jump scares, I think. Yeah. I feel like, and I could be wrong, I feel like in, like, the opening roll, like the sizzle reel at the beginning, someone got attacked in a confessional. I think you're right. Like, so, like I feel like I remember the trapper, like, bursting out of a picture. Yeah. And, like, that never shows up in the show. I think stuff like that would be more fun. I, I think we needed more scares for the contestants. Mm-hmm. And, like, reading this interview with Sam and being like, yeah, it was all real chill. Mm-hmm. To me... I kind of have that, like, I don't want it to be, like, terrible working conditions. Yeah. But I think maybe having, like, if the cameras are rolling, anything goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally believe that, like, for the sanity of the contestants, having, like, camera no roll time. Yeah. Regroup. Because uh, I don't believe in having them live in, like, a fear factory for two weeks. That's cruel. But I think having the, like, okay, we're filming from... 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. on Tuesday. During that time, anything goes. Yeah. Here, here's an interesting question. Is this the best camp reality show you've seen? It's this, Moolah Beach, and... Total Drama Island. Total Drama Island is a cartoon. So? <laughs> uh, so they're allowed to do more unfair things? I just want to point out that it would have been much better if the confessionals were in an outhouse instead yeah. of nice room. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked like the camp director's office. Yeah. Which I think was like intentional of like, it looks like you are got called into the office. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, this is definitely better than Camp Mula or Mula Beach because yeah. I feel like this is less cruel. Because it didn't involve children? It's better than Disney Channel's Bug Juice. <laughs> but this was a lot of fun. I had a blast with um, I would definitely call this a stay tuned. I would definitely say that this is one of those shows that they will refine. They're good. I, 
I kind of think the game over rule could potentially be in play for next season. Yeah. Because I think there's going to be substantial changes. Yeah, but I also think of, like, Big Brother. Mm -hmm. Like, Big Brother Season 1 is markedly different than Season 2. Like, even how you win is different in Season 2. Right. And then every every season of Big Brother after that, like, they throw so much stuff in where, like, there was a... There was a season that was called Project DNA. Mm-hmm. Don't, uh, or, yeah, don't, wait, what did DNA stand for? Don't something anything. Don't. Do not assume. Do not assume. Do not assume. Project DNA. And the reason it was called that was surprise. Two of the contestants were brother and sister and didn't know. And one of the girls had a twin and every week would swap. And if they could make it so long, they would both be in the game as two different competitors. And like, that is so out there from what Big Brother originally was, but it's still Big Brother. Yeah, seeing this, uh, in season three, Steph and Kat were identical twins and they were both playing as Steph. Yes, and then... But if you could make it to week five without anyone finding out, uh, you would both enter the game. Yes, and then Cowboy and Naomi, Nikita? Uh, The only other time I see Project DNA here is Peyton and Colton in season six. Well, they were definitely... It was Cowboy and then a a girl with a a very interesting name uh, were surprisingly like half-brothers and sister. Cowboy Caleb? Cowboy and it's like Nokomis. Nokomis. Okay. But am I right that it's Cowboy Caleb before I lose I'm my time? I'm not positive his name was Cowboy Caleb. I just know they called him Cowboy. It was Cowboy and Nokomis were surprise brothers and sisters. Okay. So let me see here. Yeah, Project DNA Twist. She was in the Big Brother house with her biological brother, uh, biological half-brother Michael Ellis. Um... I don't see anything about her not knowing it was her brother. Oh, because I remember watching it when it's revealed. Yeah. Because they were, like, talking and they realized they had the same dad. Ugh. Yeah. So, like, this whole idea of, like, playing fair Mm -hmm. is, like, so put into question in that season of Big Brother because, like, surprise your sister's here. And surprise, I'm a twin. Like, all that stuff is just so bonkers. Yeah. And you could totally do that with Killer Camp because it exists... In augmented reality rather than just reality, they can pretty much do anything. Like, yeah. you can have a supernatural killer. Why not? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think this will be fun. Uh, I'm excited for season two. I'm super excited for like, season two. Because the CW app's actually like decent, I think we'll actually probably we'll watch, watch it. Watch it live, and we'll give you probably like, while, after we pour one out, we'll give you a little update on what we think of Killer Camp before we go into our next episode. And speaking of next episode, Super excited about next week. We're doing something super special. So, um, one of Noah's favorite movies growing up was 1993's masterpiece, Super Mario Brothers. What, what? Uh, this ain't no game. Uh, that was the real tagline. I love it. I love it. The Morton Jankel cut, which is half an hour longer than the theatrical cut, has just surfaced. It's two and a half hours. Yeah. It, it surfaced last week. Yes. So we're going to do it. Yeah, like this was just unearthed. And I love Super Mario Brothers. 
uh, Laura has a relationship with Super Mario. I really Brothers. do. Um, I already had, like, because of my relationship with it, I have a ton of research. So we're going to have a great time with this yeah. one. So, like, since it's, like, breaking news, like, we found out about this two days ago. Like, we had to do this. Yeah, unfortunately, the movie will have been... You have, like, some time to catch up, because by the time uh, this airs, this will have been out for... Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But still. Because th- this is coming out a few days after that news has broken. Yeah. And then you got a week. Yeah, so... Uh, be sure to check it out on archive.org. We are going to, because of this, we're going to move the phone to next week. But the phone is coming, as voted by our patrons. And by the way, you could join our Patreon right now. It's uh, patreon.com slash plus two comedy. And you get to join our Discord, and you get to take part in votes on what we watch next, like how we're going to be watching the phone soon. And you also get our bonus episode where we talked about Nickelodeon giveaways. Hey, Editor Noah here. Just uh, quick things I got to throw in here before uh, the episode ends. Uh, First off, uh, two quick things that I noticed in editing that I needed to bring up. Uh, You may notice that we constantly make the joke that they say a song plays and then it doesn't play. In the original version in England, they do actually license the song. So Frankie says Relax actually does play uh, by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. That does actually happen. I also wanted to point out that back in episode two, there is a immunity alliance and the bromance between Warren and Carl. And then Carl betrays that. That makes sense since he is the killer and wants Warren dead. So that's kind of this uh, major plot point that no one really picks up on, and that's like a big clue. But uh, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Also, uh, talking about Patreon, uh, the current schedule of episodes is we are going to be doing Mario Brothers, the film, the new film, the extended version that you can find on archive.org. Then we will be doing the phone as voted by our patrons. And then we have our next Patreon choice, which is the family edition of The Amazing Race. So those two are going to be back to back. So two chosen episodes from our patrons. And now's a great time to join our Patreon because we are going to have to do yet another Twitter vote on what our bonus episode will be about. So, what would you like the next crowdfund crypt episode to be? Here are your choices. Would you like Matthew's suggestion, our crowdfund crypt keeper, would like us to watch and review Southland Tales? That's a movie I know very little about on purpose in case uh, we have to review it. All I know is it stars the rock and is a trip. So, if you'd like to hear our thoughts on that film, vote for that one. Or, would you like, and this is something we've talked about with our patrons already, would you like a reality show host tier list? We will look back at all of our reality show episodes, take all the hosts, and put them into a tier list. Uh, Matthew actually already made the tier list for us, and uh, Laura and I looked at it, and we realized we don't recognize half of those white guys, because it's just a stack of white guys. Uh, Another idea, this is something that I've been kicking around for a while, and I thought this would be an opportunity to do it. It's a new podcast where I watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies with my parents, who don't know anything about comic books. So I sit down with my mom and dad, and we start from the beginning, and we're going to just watch all of them. So this would be the first one. So this would be Iron Man. It would be a review of Iron Man with my parents. And your final choice this month for the Crowdfund Crypt is Stay Doomed, 
restaurants. We're going to look back at some of the restaurants that have gone under, think about the fine things we used to order off those menus, and decide if they were tasty enough to come back and cook again, or if they should just stay doomed. So those are your choices. Southland Tales, the tier list of reality show hosts, watching Marvel movies with my parents, and Stay Doomed Restaurants. You can vote right now at Stay Doomed on Twitter. Back to the show! Thank you to Matthew for being our crowdfund creep keeper and keeping the lights on and allowing me to turn the air conditioner back on in a couple moments. Where can people find us, Laura? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you are super hyped for the Super Mario Brothers movie... I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you would like a Killer Camp sub-series where we put out some uh, some shorter episodes every week of our thoughts on Killer Camp, shorter, lightly edited, not real, not, not a huge thing, I'm at Sprocket League. Until next time, stay doomed.